So hello again. Welcome to Writing Off the Deep End. My name is Jeffrey Edwards. I'm Mary Thaler. And today we're going to talk about audacity. So audacity is an interesting subject for writers at any stage of the career, I think. Yeah, I think just being a writer is an act of audacity. The idea that your story and your words are something that other people should read and hear takes a little bit of boldness, a bit of gumption. Yeah, you're putting yourself out there. So you're laying yourself, you're laying out your inner soul on the line for the public. So yeah. there's a kind of, uh, maybe a certain daring do in Bolt as Almost well. arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually one of the first episodes we had planned from the beginning, and it was how we picked the name of this. So writing series. off the deep end is writing out of your comfort zone, in a sense, right? So, yeah. but, but all writing is, is kind of outside your comfort Taking zone. Taking that leap. Yeah. 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 I mean, there is a sort of comfortable writing that there exists. There is, yeah. Um, we, I think we're striving, though, to write beyond... To write outside of that. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so we were actually just talking about um, um, about some of the projects that we're involved in. So um, mm -hmm. you did some an unusual project on Norse uh, gods and mythology somehow. I think. Well, sort of, I, and and I think it was an audacious project uh, simply because it was a genre that I'd never tried before and that I, I didn't really see examples of out in the world, but I had got it in my head that I wanted to write a narrative poem in Anglo-Saxon meter. None of the traditional publishing avenues that you can think of, literary journals, books, <laughs> are, are really tailored towards long narrative poems. No, they're not. And, and even even the written form isn't quite the right form for it, because mm -hmm. it's a very sonorous musical kind of language as well, right? Yeah, yes. So. Um, it needs to be read aloud. And in fact, that was what we ended up doing. Um, Jeffrey and I and a few other volunteers that I strong-armed into it produced a, an audio recording of it. And so bringing that to its fruition meant taking a lot of risks, meant moving out into um, forms. And, and, and it was before. this interesting mix of kind of a certain kind of contemporary attitude with something that would be grounded in in early Christian era, right? You know, storytelling, right? Yeah, so. yeah. The the odd, and that's where so much interesting stuff happens is when you juxtapose uh, combinations that aren't obvious, that don't come to mind uh, automatically. What about you? Have you have there been projects that you took on that were? Well, I have this. So I've been writing this. 15 book saga, mm -hmm. so this is like not exactly, you know, as a starting yeah. out writer, it seems a mm -hmm. crazy thing to do. It's a risk uh, to start it because the, the end is so far ahead. It's a sort of act of hope or faith. I, I certainly, I knew that when I, I started uh, the project, that it was a lot, you know, it was maybe a 10 year project, and I'm, yeah. I'm about seven years into the project, so, yeah. and it's probably a 15 year project more than a 10 year project. You but. always underestimate. <laughs> But you know the uh, so it's a three thousand page story. Mm -hmm. I'm about ninety percent of the first draft is completed, and I'm in the process of rewriting some of the early parts of it. So yeah, uh, and I have a publisher now to 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 carry it forward, which is really interesting. But it's a story that is uh, 
So it's what I call a braided quintet. So it's five trilogies uh, that tell the same story five times over from different characters. So mm -hmm. it's braided because they're all intertwined. What strikes me when you describe it is that it there really wouldn't have been a, a shorter, safer version that you could do. The vision required it. It came out that way from the beginning, and mm -hmm. so, you know, and I, I must admit, when I first wrote it out, I thought, hmm, uh, you need to be a decent writer to do this, and I don't know if I'm a decent writer, but I thought, well, I'll give my hand at it, and if I get into trouble, I'll, I'll rethink things, and seven years later, I'm, I'm, I haven't stopped on this project. I, I'd say if you weren't a decent writer when you started a project like that, you'd sure be a decent writer by the time you finished it. I certainly have noticed that my writing has gotten better over the yeah. time, and so, so, so mm -hmm. some of the early work I'm rewriting now in order to bring the quality up to the yeah. sort of a uniform mm -hmm. level across the series. Yeah. Right? But that first step, like starting it, was so, essential. So obviously, so there's this question of, um, is it, uh, I was reading a paper, an article recently about do you write for your own needs or do you write to meet the needs of a market? Obviously, this kind of work is, there's no market for this kind of book. And I suspect that writing for the market is a bit of a trap. It seems like something that should be safe, but uh, the market changes. Writing a novel is a multi-year activity and markets change on the order of months. Yeah. So if you're writing for today's market, thinking that that's a safe comfortable thing to do, you've already missed in, it. In fact, when I started the project, indie publishing was relatively mm. uh, uh, new. I mean, in, in, in its modern version, obviously, yeah. people have been self-publishing books for years, but but um, and, and now it's become a huge in industry, so yeah. even in that context, uh, in the publishing context, things have changed a lot. So. <laughs> you, you have to do this with a certain hope and faith um, <laughs> that nobody knows what the future can bring. So. so if you if you if you serve your own needs, you at least know the book responds to something in yourself. My my Whether dad always said, "Please yourself, and at least one person will be happy." <laughs> <laughs> Of course, so, whether I'm really pleased with my work is another question. But uh, never pleased, <laughs> just eternally unsatisfied. <laughs> so we've we've talked about some risks that we've taken. Why is it? Why do we think risk taking is so important? Why do we think this audacity? Well, you need to step out of the beaten path mm -hmm. and do something. Not necessarily push it artificially, mm -hmm. um, but. Do something that is um, distinct and unique, and you can't do that if you follow what everybody else is doing. No. So uh, you have to take these risks in order to do something that... And you're putting your name on this. I don't think anybody who writes is actually just interested in earning earning. Funds. They actually want people to read the work yeah, as well. Yeah, I think there's probably an easier way to make but, funds. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but I do think there is a tendency to focus on, on uh, uh, you know, getting the next book out to mm -hmm. meet a certain readership. Yeah. You know, certainly people who are quite mm -hmm. successful yeah. have a tendency to do that. Uh, uh, and the risk-taking there is lower. Than yeah. when you're starting out, for instance, so people are starting out, they have no idea whether or not their books are going to make anything 
do anything. So yeah, there is a an element of audacity there, and I think yeah, it's exactly. important to to engage with it. It, it yeah. takes a, a kind of persistence, a stubbornness yeah, to carry um, it forward. Well, Winston Churchill, who said, failure is not final. <laughs> what counts is the will to go on. <laughs> and I, I, I have sometimes thought that if you're not failing a certain amount, then what you're trying is probably not hard enough. Yeah. If, you're, if, if you're succeeding at everything in life, or in writing, let's just talk about writing, yeah. um, <laughs> you need to move up a level. Um, if you're, if you're succeeding too much, you're playing in too low a league. I mean, we've talked a lot about formal experimentation and, and some of the stuff you do is quite formally inventive, but there's also a certain, um, there is subject matter that requi can require audacity. And we haven't really talked about that. And in, in writing, when we write about our characters, they are, struggling with all kinds of things, um, perhaps with illness or death or family or relationships. And, and so I know that when people read my work, they're going to get, they're going to figure out my feelings about death and illness mm -hmm. and family and relationships. And, and those are not things I share with people on the street. And, and I don't always purposefully share them through my writing, but it's, it's there. Yeah, it's, you pick up on it, whether yeah. you like it or not. And so, so uh, that's, that is something you have to face. You have to, you have to make yourself okay with that yeah. somehow. Yeah, so yeah. one of the areas that I've been working on is mm -hmm. experiences in the Second World War, which are very intense and mm -hmm. difficult experiences. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a kind of an audacity in addressing issues like that. Right, because right? neither of us lived through the Second World War. Although, so. you know, my parents did, and I have, I had lots of stories about their experience during the, during the war. So that certainly informs my own writing about it. So. Yeah. Um, I think that wraps up what we have to say about audacity uh, At least for the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, next uh, episode, we're going to be talking about, both of us are... Our scientists, um, Mary is a microbiologist, or yeah. marine biologist, I'm not quite sure. I tell people uh, <laughs> environmental microbiologist. <laughs> yes. And I'm uh, an astrophysicist by training, but I've been a, a researcher in, in many different areas, but including disability research for the last part of my career. So we'll talk about the ways that those have enriched our practice as writers and storytellers. Right, yeah. So it makes for a very interesting yeah. style of writing, I think, in both our cases. Don't forget to subscribe to this series if you'd like to follow us. And thank you for watching. See you next time.